The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's episode three of the Pinball Show with Zach Many. I am Ken Cromwell. We are going to rock this one out today. Now, Zach, well, first of all, hello. How are you, buddy? Uh, before you even answer, I'm going to let you know that I'm not doing well. I know. I am fighting off the uh, the illness here, I, and it's been days, so my apologies in advance if I don't uh, sound appealing, and I'm not on top of my game today, so I, I do apologize, but more importantly, Zach, how are you? Well, your sultry voice always gets me a going, Ken, but That's yeah, right. I knew you were under the weather, but you come out come out hot and ready. I appreciate that. You know why? I've never been more excited to do a podcast than I am today, because today, it's going to be the best day of my life. Oh, Ken, a little inside there. I like Prove me that. wrong, prove me wrong, right. Oh, man. We should tell the listeners one day what we mean by this, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest day of your life. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Yeah, so all has been well. I've been playing a lot of pinball. I've been, I actually figured out how to update my Stranger Things and Elvira codes because that's, that's a bit of a uh, stumbling point for me. Uh, no, you know how times. to update the codes, but I'll say that I've had issues where for whatever reason a game just won't update. Yeah. And I've had to go in and uh, get a whole new SD card image and, and burn that and then oh, restart God. the whole game from scratch. That's happened to me on a couple occasions. Yeah, on the newest code, Elvira just doesn't like my stick. Right. That's Elvira. <laughs> Everything good with you, man? Yeah, I mean, everything's good. I had a situation, uh, and we'll get into pinball here in a second, where uh, it was a few days ago, I noticed clumps of hair uh, in my kitchen that led to the hallway, that led to the stairs going oh, up into God. the upstairs bathroom. And the <laughs> conclusion that was the hair trail led it right to my five-year-old daughter who had a pair of scissors and decided oh. she was going to try to give herself some bangs. Oh, so man. needless to say, my daughter looks like Dora the Explorer right now, and oh. it looks like she uh, just tumbled out of bed regardless of what time of the day it is. So my Father of the Year award is gone because evidently I let my five-year-old you rock herself out with talking some Talking to me at the time on the phone. I know. That's my wife's like, well, were you doing your pinball stuff when our daughter was cutting her hair off? And I like she yeah, turned into bad. Rick there from Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I had a really interesting pizza debacle. The great pizza debacle of 2020 I want to share with everybody. Um, it, it makes sense because this was – we've been beat up a little bit on Pinside here as of late. We've been loved by many, but – We've been beat up, and this is like the analogy of my life and what I felt when calling Pizza Hut the other night to get a just a, simple enough. Kim, I just no, wanted nothing but the best pizza. over there for the for this well, family <laughs> with the Pizza That's Hut. That's right, nice, nicely quick, done. quick and easy. So I call Pizza Hut up, and this is this is the frustration and, and the the pain that I feel from Pinside a lot of times. So I call Pizza Hut up, and I say, Hey, do you guys got any specials? I don't know if listeners, if you guys do that, you got any specials? And then they tell you what the specials are. They said, We do have have a special Mr. Mini. We have a three topping 9.99 large. I said, "You know what? Sign me up for that. I would love to have a three topping large pizza." So I proceed to tell them the toppings, which includes pepperoni, sausage, yes. Yes. and I said, "Hmm, you know what? Third topping there, Jake. I'm going to go for uh, I'm going to go for extra cheese." And he said, <sighs> he had a big sigh and I thought, "Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What what's going on, Jake?" And he said, "Well, Sir, the uh, the third topping cannot be cheese. 
And I said, well, um, hmm. I, I said, Jake. He said, yes. And I said, is, uh, is cheese not a topping anymore? And he said, well, no, it, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer here. I, it is a topping, but it doesn't qualify as a topping on our three-topping special for $9.99. I'd have to charge you more. And I said, you know what? Uh, let's get rid of the cheese. Let's go pepperoni. Let's go sausage. And you know what? Just no third topping. I'm good. Charge me for the three-topping special $9.99. I'm yep. good. And then Jake had a big sigh again. And he said, sir, I, I'm sorry. I said, Jake, what is it? And he said, um, well, uh, if you go two toppings, it's no longer it's no longer a special. And I said, well, no, that, look, that's fine. If if a th- if a two topping large nine ninety nine is the same as a three topping, then I just won't take advantage of the special. It's fine. Just give me the two toppings, Jake. I want to eat. I'm hungry. Yeah, this and got it, real complicated. And then I I shit you not, listeners. He says to me the following. If you actually only do two toppings, it's no longer special. It's going to be fourteen ninety nine, and I said, Jake, Jake, Jake. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez, your pizza hut sucks, Jake. So if I'm just leave it off, throw it on the floor, put it in the trash. I don't care what you do with it. Between us, let's say I had a third topping, it just didn't make it on there. So you're going to charge me five dollars more to have less. And he said, yes, sir, uh, unfortunately, that's, that's the deal. <sighs> so I took a, uh, a, big, a big breath, and I said to Jake, hey, Jake, go f*** yourself. No, yeah, I didn't tell Jake. That's about <laughs> where I was going to go with that. Holy cow, man. I didn't tell Jake Couldn't you that. just ask for some extra pepperoni in a baggie and right. carried it out on the side? Right. I mean, that's pretty messed up. Give me a dime bag of pepperonis, Jake. Oh, Come on. Geez. Leave me no, alone. Not no. where I was going. So I just said, you know what, Jake? Domino's is sounding really good right now. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> Oh, you never ordered, huh? No, didn't I'm order. Sorry. Nope. I you know they've got in, an app you can order from. It has all the specials on it. Threw in some Jack's pizzas for the kids and said, "Deal with it." But no, that's my frustration um, with Pinside as of late. I love a lot of people on there. You know that. But there, there are some times, Ken, where it's just so frustrating and it doesn't make sense. You're trying everything you can to just order a pizza, but they got to make it so convoluted. And it's got- was this for, was this a pin side story? This is how this transitioned from your pizza hut debacle into pin side. Because it made me feel the same at the end of that phone conversation. Gotcha. The, oftentimes the way I feel when I get done with pin side, defeated, hated, and all a guy wants is some pizza. Oh man, that's awesome. So it made me think of uh, the song I'm going to sing for you right now. This goes out to Creasel, wherever you are. I'll get over you. I know I will. You can chime in too, uh, Kenny. I'll pretend my ship's not sinking. And I'll tell myself I'm, I'm over you. you. That's right, cause I'm the king I wish for thinking. I've yeah, sung you know more song. on this podcast than I have in my whole entire life, man. Oh my gosh, I love that song. And so, to you, Pinside, look, I love you, but my, my ship's not sinking. I'll get over you if I need to, because I am the king of wishful thinking. Pinside's have been up and down, left to right. There's been one or two that like to go in and kind of derail a little bit, but it was nice to see that even those guys were kind of uh, put in the check a little bit, so... It is what it is, man. I can appreciate all the opinions on Pinside. And uh, one thing I've learned over the last almost two years now of doing pinball podcasting is that thick skin comes in handy and mine's never been thicker. So with that being said, let's get into some pinball news. 
It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Well, I'm going to keep it short. There is not a lot going on in the lead up to the next Jersey Jack pinball announcement. All the speculation is surrounding Guns N' Roses. Are they still relevant? How will Jersey Jack Pinball deal with some of the imagery that the band's known for? What will the song list be? Will the art be focused on the 90s GNR or based on their current Not In This Lifetime tour? How many songs are going to be included? Will it have a real guitar neck in it? What it all comes down to is that this title isn't even confirmed yet. For all those Jersey Jack fans out there, let's hope we all find out soon. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Hi there from Dr. John with this week's The Pinball Show industry update. I've decided I'm going to double up my efforts and I'm going to have a combined spooky and haggis pinball news update every week for you that'll make it the spooky haggis industry talk or as an acronym comes out better just call it the spooky haggis industry talk I think so on the spooky front Rick and Morty is shipping the stream was excellent on location from Hilton's game couple of small problems with coding but they are being addressed and with 40 already built and starting to ship people should be getting their game soon on the haggis front I've been chatting with Damien in Australia a little bit closer than Wisconsin and he will have production games number two three and four at Texas in a couple of weeks all these are actually pre-purchased but listen out for news on show specials at both Texas and Midwest Gaming Classics for your purchases and he has decided he'll be limiting his Celts pinball machine to 200 so they are pretty much a real LE if you want one contact Damien catch you all next week thanks for listening Whoa, Nelly! Stern takes a contract and the code train continues. Hey everyone, Craig here again, the pinball show's Stern News correspondent. Well, despite the rumors of either Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or that Led Zeppelin would be the next on the assembly line, Stern surprised its fans yet again with announcing a contract title similar to what they did with Will Nelly, Primus, and Supreme, but this time partnering with Insignium Online to build a pin in the theme of heavy metal. Yes, a universe of mystery and magic, of good and evil, Insidium Online presents Heavy Metal by Stern Pinball. Though not specifically based on the 1981 R-rated Heavy Metal animated movie, this game will be a reskin of the George Gomez-designed Star Wars home pin with original art and theming taken from the Heavy Metal magazine and related graphic novels. Fans and potential buyers of this new limited edition pin can expect to pay a retail price of approximately $8,299 US from their authorized Stern distributors. And despite all that news, there were certainly no breaks for the programmers at Stern as new code dropped yet again this week for both Jurassic Park and Stranger Things. While the Stranger Things V.85 code features minor tweaks, the Jurassic Park V1.0 update features the final wizard mode when dinosaurs ruled the earth. And yes, Zach, this wizard mode can only be reached through standard gameplay and successfully escaping the penultimate wizard mode, Escape Nublar. And with the Jurassic Park code at 1.0 and the final wizard mode in place, one has to wonder if Stern is close to calling this dynamite dino park adventure complete. But we shall wait 
and see. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. I like how everybody on every show has some sort of running dialogue with you personally. Oh, I know. It's every you show. That? Yeah, so you've you've impacted so many individuals. Like I don't love it. <laughs> right, exactly. But always good hearing from the correspondents. Let's start off with Stern Pinball, Zach. We can go one of two ways with Stern because I think we're going to cover both. There was a, a great interview on Loser Kid Pinball Podcast featuring oh, Keith was, Elwin yeah. this week. Uh, we also have the heavy metal uh, pin that Ooh. is being contracted through Stern Pinball. Where did you want to start? Let's start with some heavy metal. Okay, that's good, because I know very little about the original concept of this theme. Mm-hmm. As uh, as a pinball buyer and a collector, heavy metal as a theme is not something I'm immediately drawn to. That being said, doesn't mean that it won't be a fun game that I'd like to play, but I think I may have already played it if it mm. is a re-theme or a reskin of of the evolving Star Wars Home Edition. What is it for you that draws you to this pin, or what is it to you that doesn't call to you for this pin with heavy metal? That's a great question there, Cromwell. We don't know much about this pinball machine. What we do know is that Stern released a teaser. It says Stern Pinball uh, Plus or Times Heavy Metal Magazine, presented by Incendium Online. Now, I looked up what Incendium Online is, and it was like a toy-slash-graphic novel manufacturer or distributor Okay. Um, so we've seen, uh, I clicked on their Facebook and seen a lot of the cool toys from Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast. So I think we're going to get that type of feel. And then we've seen some leaked pictures prior to the Stern announcement, leaked pictures of the outside of the cabinet. So we don't know if that is the true pictures of this game. If it is, then it has a DMD, which I thought was a bit odd. Um, and then yeah. the des- description on that leaked image that very much describe Star Wars the pin or or Spider-Man the pin or Supreme. Now, the difference being Star Wars the pin was not a commercial-grade device. We had a lot of materials that were of of different composition than what I think we would see here. Uh, The rumor is, what was it, what do you say, $82.99? $82.99. And you wouldn't expect that to be in a home edition type build. So to your point, right? I mean, if we've got commercial quality cabinet and a DMD custom art package and probably a limited run, because I Mm -hmm. think the discussion on this, right, is that it's contracted through stern pinball this isn't stern pinball saying hey on our own we're gonna fire up uh heavy metal and throw a dmd Mm -hmm. in it and get some custom art and and pop it for 8200 bucks yeah this this isn't something i don't believe um if true that is for pinball collectors right Uh, this is this is contract manufactured from this heavy metal brand uh it says sneak peek or coming soon on March 20th, 2020. So I guess we're going to see and hear more about this potential agreement then. So until then, we don't know much. I, I, if, it, if the pictures are true, the art is pretty fantastic. And I love that they put um, first time ever chameleon powder coat. It looked like a like a purple and blue changing color. Remember those old Trans Ams back in the 90s? Yeah. Um, that, remember remember that those old hyper color cool. shirts that was that before oh, your yeah. time? No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember the hyper. So I don't know. The theme itself, Ken, does zilch for me. Um, no, same I, with me, man. Swing I wouldn't and be a, miss. a buyer here because nope. the theme doesn't do anything for me. The DMD, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm a little, a little snooty now that I'm kind of over the DMD Sterns. Um, now that being said, if it is the Star Wars, the pin layout, and I get it on commercial grade playfield and stuff. 
that's a bit interesting. I wonder if it is that as we continue to speculate here. I wonder if all of the coils, you know how they shared coils on the, the, the home pin. Exactly. I wonder if now those yep. are individually driven coils or what we're going to get from all of that. It's going to be know. a pretty pin. I can guarantee you that. Right. And again, like this isn't something that is meant for me. So I'm fine with whatever happens. I, who am I to say yay or nay? Not really going out of my way to, to try to get additional information because this is something that yeah. unless it comes through the studio here for streaming, I don't know that I would ever really have one in my possession. And especially yeah. at $8,200. When I think at 8200 bucks, I think of the other Stern pins that I can get in their current lineup. And uh, I think I would much rather personally go with like a Jurassic Park premium mm-hmm. um you know then maybe like a heavy oh, metal absolutely. but but i'd imagine you said that like this company that's contracting it out or the tie-in is a toy company so maybe you see some really custom painted figures or toys mm-hmm. that that could also be collectibles you know how these collectible things are uh you know especially with figures those alone could be worth a lot of money so mm-hmm. i don't know what they toss into the game and if i'm stern pinball this is kind of a no-brainer I mean, you're contracted out to make some products that are already kind of going to be sold. I think it's really cool for the community that is interested in such a theme that they're offering it kind of whether it's through distributors or direct from this place. They're they're offering it to everybody. It's not like an in-house thing where nobody else can have a piece of it. So, right. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody loses in this situation. So no, not bravo. at all. It seems that Jody Daintberg over at Stern, who does a lot of their uh, licensing deals now, he's got such an in within the music industry. Something like this makes a lot of sense because now you're you're hitting a, a crowd or a demographic in a limited mm-hmm. way with uh, heavy metal that hasn't been really touched on before. And when I looked at a lot of the feedback online, a lot of it was a lot more positive as far as the theme went than I had anticipated it would be. So, mm-hmm. you know, do they sell a few hundred of these? I would say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they probably do. I think yep. that it's, uh, we talk about Jody Dankberg, um, we talk about the likes of like a Roger Sharp and uh, Joe Cam and Cow. Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, don't turn your back on Jody Dankberg. This guy has been getting some pretty phenomenal themes and licenses as of, as of late. So um, maybe he's like this, uh, this dark horse when it comes to licensing. He's been doing it for a while. He, what was it, a year or two ago, got promoted into the licensing uh, director uh, position. Well, I think prior, so. he was doing uh, marketing and licensing, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Zach Sharp has stepped into that marketing role, and then I think it allowed Jody to kind of focus you know, on licensing for the most part. Yeah, so a lot of credit out to Jody Dankberg, who probably doesn't hear that a lot from the community, but he's been doing a lot of good work over at Stern Pinball, so... I'm not mad at this. Well, you don't even really hear from Jody. Like he's not somebody that goes on podcasts or really is sharing ideas and thoughts and feedback with the public. Mm-hmm. So he's a lot. He's behind the scenes. I know some people at Stern, and I've met Jody on a few occasions. I've never really had an opportunity to kind of sit down, pick his brain, and get a feel for him as as a you know individual. So maybe to me, we get is, him on the interview show. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe we can get Jody on at some point and learn more about him uh, during an interview. Speaking of interviews, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, they have Keith Elwin on. Keith Elwin, the creator of Jurassic Park, the creator of Iron Iron Maiden. Maiden. And this is his second time now going on Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, and that's with Josh Roop and Scott Larson. So it's obviously these guys have a a nice relationship, and they've got some unique access to Keith Elwin. What did you think about the the interview? It's the hat, man. It's the hat. 
It is the hat. That's where we should have. Uh, that's where we messed up on special win lit. We should have just went with hats. You want the good interviews? Go with the hat. That's right. That's right. no. They had a really good. Uh, our friends over there at Loser Kid had a really good interview and a lot of stuff that I jotted down that I was wanting to go over with the listener. Uh, the best way to listen and to hear this interview is just to go subscribe and follow them at Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. But Keith discussed Game Three. His Game Three is already in the can, and he's yes. working on Game Four. This is something what? that I've, I, I know to be true because I've heard this from two other people. And what amazes me is the efficiency of Keith Ellen coming in. Because when we think about no the designers, they're kind of in this rotation, right? And it seems like a year to 18 months is a typical kind of timeline that you'll mm-hmm. see from a designer from Stern Pinball to get their games up and ready. And it seems to me that, that the designers that are there currently are currently working on something for the next release, not not having one in the can when working on another. No so that is pretty amazing. Oh, it's nuts, too, because he said that he's kind of has his team now, his little dream team of Harrison Drake and engineering and Rick Nagel and coding. And uh, it sounded as if, I can't confirm this, but it sounded as if Game 3 in the can has already been that team, and that team is working on Game 4 together as well. Now, I don't know what uh, speculation has been on what this game may or may not be. We know some of the rumored upcoming Stern games, so we may see Keith Elwin and team on that, but yeah, it's a powerhouse team that they're working with, Ken, and I'm always excited to see what they have coming up next. I Well, that's the thing. Like You wonder what's coming up next. So this next game number three, he says it's done. I'm assuming at that point that game's been designed and a theme has been uh, assigned to that game. But and we'll game see number it this year, I bet. Right. Game number four that he's working on now, is there a theme assigned to that game? Do you have a designer that's designing mm. a pinball machine without knowing the theme in which it's being intended for? Or does he know that theme also? I mean, that's always yeah. kind of one of those questions where... And you'll hear designers say, yeah, I like to know what the theme is before I design the pin. And then I'm sure there are other designers that say, hey, listen, I'm going to design a pin. And it's up to the, the artist you know, to kind of theme around my design. Mm-hmm. And if we know that anybody can do is Keith Elwin, he took that Archer layout and made it into Iron Maiden and made it feel very much Iron Maiden-like, especially on the premium LE model. So I can see him doing that again. His focus is on playability and game play and layout and rules. So theme can kind of be integrated based on that. I would say, though, just knowing Stern Pinball and how deep their log is on uh, on licenses, I bet I bet he knows what it is already. Yeah, I would assume so. Also, it's interesting because when you think about how far ahead can he get before it starts becoming, before he puts himself out of a job. Well, yeah, that or it just becomes <laughs> on, boring Keith. because you're so far ahead. You've got things in the can and you're sitting around and waiting. It kind of it reminds me of I think one year it was uh, was it two years ago? Zombie Yeti I think had done like three games mm-hmm. and he was working so quick. He was able to kind of turn out a theme so so fast that Stern was able to utilize that. Do you see a situation? He was kind of burn out too, though. Well, and what has happened since? He's stepped away. We haven't seen a uh, Zombie Yeti design in a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But do you find that maybe Elwin can work so efficiently that instead of him being in a rotation that almost every second or every third game that comes out is an Elwin title? Because when you think about who's there now, you've got Steve Ritchie, uh, you've got John Borg. You've got Gomez, Brian Eddy. You've got the contract themes that are coming mm-hmm. in and out now. You've got potential vaults that are coming out. Can he go every other game? Can they utilize him exponentially more than the other uh, designers? Would they want to do that? 
from a sales and marketing approach, if these mm-hmm. things continue to sell like Keith Elwin games are selling, why the hell not? Now, this I've, might... I've got concerns about it, though. It's like, okay, I don't know. Concerns meaning, like, I don't know that every other release should be an Elwin release. The, but here's the thing, Ken. These aren't recycled games. It'd be different if, you know, uh, there are some designers out there that kind of get poo-pooed for, oh, this is just a uh, the same feel of this game. Or they've done this before. They just kind of... There's nothing similar. Like, I think there were similarities, though. Don't you think so? From Iron Maiden to Jurassic Park had some similarities. It almost seems like... Some would argue that it's a more polished and a more difficult version of an Iron Maiden. I mean, it's not completely different. No, but what I mean is, from a bird's eye view, yeah, they Mm -hmm. have the same feel. You feel Keith Elwin as the designer in there, but nothing really shot-wise is the same. So I think if he was doing a lot of those rinse and repeats, then, yeah, we would hear from the community saying, and eh, we need to slow down, switch it up a little bit more. But I think right now the community and the industry as a whole are saying, keep them coming. And it's not to say goodbye to those that have established themselves as designers, but it seems like the craving as of late mm-hmm. with new pins is, hey, let's see what these new guys have to offer. And that being Elwin and Denise and uh, Minier. Yeah. We're eagerly anticipating Eric's next game. And we can discuss, you know, the rumors on that down the road. And Denise has his game, Rick and Morty, that's starting to show up now. And we can discuss that a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. But it's it's the new things. You just said yourself today when we opened the show, you're like, you are craving the new stuff. The DMD stuff isn't necessarily yeah. for you right at the moment. And I know how that fluctuates, right, Zach? Mm-hmm. You go to this phase where it's like, I want these classic Bally Williams titles. And then you want the new LCD pins. And then you want the early state, early solid state pins. It mm-hmm. comes and goes. But right now, the new designers are hot. And that's Elwin. That's Denisi, and that's Minier. And possibly another stern designer here very soon. Agreed, the mm. Dark Horse. We're hearing some rumblings, aren't we, Ken? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, oh, also, 1.0 code on Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. He was talking, fast. He was talking about like his design philosophy. I found this interesting. Listeners, he said, I'm going to quote Keith Elwin here. When asked about his design philosophy, he said, quote, you should get mad at yourself for missing an easy shot, but you should also get excited when you make a hard shot, end quote. In a nutshell, that is his design philosophy, and I think that really rang true on both of his, uh, both of his titles he's developed so far, so I think we're going to see even more uh, of that and in respect to the Jurassic Park pin now that it's at 1.0 um, he talked about a fourth skill shot not one not two not three but four a fourth skill shot that after you get a double super skill shot it's going to unlock something you may not notice right away but you will probably eventually use is what Keith Owen said what in the hell does that even mean Crom? I don't know there's still a lot in this game that <laughs> I know it's there and it's hard for me to utilize. And that is like even when you get your smart missile ready, like to to, for me to be able to pull it together and quickly try to figure out what reward I want from that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget. Raptor Uh, multiball. Right. Right, Exactly. The double super skill shot is is a fun three way kind of combo to add a fourth, I guess, is fun. But I mean, you can keep going with this and this. But what does it unlock? Mm. And the unfortunate thing is, I think. Some people, and and this goes back into even this little kind of mini game that he added, will Mm -hmm. take that glass off to manipulate that skill shot and then try to see what's been unlocked instead of kind of uh, discovering that organically. You're going to bum me out already this episode. (laughs) Well, if you you listen to the interview, that concern from you specifically was addressed 
by the guys over at Loser Kid and Keith Elwin. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. First, my, <laughs> right. my guess is... Zach, is everybody having conversations with you within the network on every other podcast? Hey, it's I'm like you're the, the pinball oracle. Everybody is coming in. I'm on the mind of many. Get the, the little play on hey, words there. The eye uh, in the no, sky if, here. If I had to guess what he is doing, and I think this is the right approach, and if Keith, if you haven't done it, you, you could always add this later. Just credit me. Whatever. But uh, I think if you, if you get that fourth skill shot off that double super... I think it's going to be like a uh, spotting a shot that we see on like uh, in The Walking Dead and things like that. So you essentially, you're going to get to spot that freaking letter O that's so I was hard. just going to say, that would be the one shot that I would love to have spotted mm-hmm. is the O shot. Yeah, so you got the O lit, bam, you hit that action button and you've spotted that and then jumps over to the S. I think maybe that would be the way that I would go, you know, earning a shot there. Uh, speaking of shots, there was a shot called out. On me, uh, by the loser kids over there, they said, well, Zach Manny says that uh, he essentially sees this as cheating whenever you can get to escape Nublar as the end of the wizard mode, and that shouldn't be accessible because it's cheating. And I did say, to be fair, I said, it's fine. I just don't want to pursue that. I would um, never either. Yeah, yeah. Until, the- until I heard the clarification on... Yes this podcast though so keith elwin then chimes in and kind of brushes it off and it was like uh yeah i don't know what to think about that because it's not the final wizard mode and it's an option so Boom. uh it is what it is and i'm like well keith we didn't know it was it was a final wizard mode. so it, there is another wizard mode now that after you escape nublar then you go into when dinosaurs ruled the earth that is cool, and you can only access that through working through all of that stuff. That, that is cool. Yeah, Keith Elwin did talk about he likes these mini-games, and it was the second-to-last wizard mode, and he doesn't think it's fair that people can't ever see that. He said only the top 1% of pinball players will ever see things like that, so he likes to make that accessible and even double down and said, you're going to see that in all of his games moving forward, which I don't have a problem with. I, I, I don't have a problem with I'm glad that he clarified this is not the final wizard mode that escape Nublar that you can just access willy-nilly. So I'm good with that. Now you got to work towards something else. When I go back, I've owned three Twilight Zones, and the, la- the last two, I did install the 9.4 Home ROM, and that was like a chip that you could pop in, and it would play an updated set of rules. Mm-hmm. And one of, those, one of those things that were unlocked from the pin was the ability to start Lost in the Zone by holding down, if I remember correctly, it was like holding down the, the uh, extra ball button oh, because God. you could like buy in for a ball. And then the next time you put the ball on the scoop or, or you stopped play, uh, it would just start Lost in the Zone. Mm. I made it a point. I never did that until I reached Lost in the Zone on my own. But it was fun to have somebody come over that was never going to learn the rules of Twilight Zone, be able to get them right into the wizard mode and yeah, have them have moment. 60 seconds of multiball. Same thing with like my kids. You know, like mm-hmm. My son comes down. He wants to play pinball, but he's not going to figure out how to light up all those windows and get Lost in the Zone. But he, he liked playing that. So mm-hmm. with Jurassic Park is you're not starting the wizard, the ultimate wizard mode. And that's well, which is I think is refreshing. Until this update, it was the final wizard mode until this update. Right, right. It but was. you're not starting it now, so it's okay. No, I think that's fine. Right. He mentioned that the time to beat right now, ex- escaping Nublar, is around two and a half minutes. That's where he said the elites can kind of escape. He also said that if at some point he messes up the time challenge, it's easy for him to transition and try to go for points mm-hmm. and and two billion points on that mini mode is actually possible and is something that uh, wow. can 
the upper elites can shoot for. He also pitched it out to us pinball media and podcasters in general. He said, why don't you guys uh, have a challenge between the podcasters, see who can get there the fastest. So I thought that was a fun little nod to the pinball media and the podcasters. Overall, a great, great interview. We had even things like they, they said their goodbyes to the Slap Safe Pinball podcast and honored them by doing the Flip Bolton torch. And out of that, Keith Elwin said, uh, essentially, he really likes Congo. Uh, he says theater of magic is boring, which I thought was very interesting, and he mm-hmm. would destroy No Fear. That was per Keith Elwin. What do you think about those games? I'm Congo, sure Steve Ritchie theater uh, magic, loves no that. Fear. Right? Steve Ritchie is on No Fear. Well, he so, stuck it to the coder on that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. get that far into it. I, I listened to as much as I could, and I got to get caught up on the end, so I did not hear the flip bolts. I agree with him, though. Comment. Theater of magic is boring. Like w- Once you get to that, w- that wizard mode is sad. Theater of Magic sad, is just it's just a mode. beautiful pinball machine. Shoots and like a dream. Shoots like a dream, and the audio is awesome. But yeah, when you when you consider today's rule sets yeah. or even like the heavier rule sets of the day, it doesn't stack up as I'm well. I'm fine. I'm fine with that whole game, Ken. It's just the wizard mode. That's what differentiates Theater Magic by John Papa Duke mm-hmm. from a Circus Voltaire by John Papa Duke. Both very fun to shoot. Both heavy on mechs. Both just a, a delight to even see and to hear. But when it comes to the wizard mode. Circus Voltaire wizard mode puts you in a multiple stage wizard mode that hasn't gotten old every time I get to it. Right. But Theater of Magic, you get to that wizard mode and it's this frenzy where you just get a multi ball, or I don't even know if it's a multi ball, you just score as much as you can. You can't really, there's no beating it or anything. Uh, Tales of Arabian Nights kind of falls into the, the median on those. And to me, Ken, when it comes to those old 90s Bally Williams, if you want them in your home collection, you're chasing wizard modes. That's mm-hmm. oh, what you're for sure. doing. That's so that payoff. better yep. pay off. And that's why I've got Circus Voltaire. That's why I have the Shadow. Uh, that's why I got Popeye, because those wizard modes, you earn them and they are a <laughs> Which moment. one of those seem like the odd man out? <laughs> We transition over Dr. John. Is we know him as covering spooky pinball for us, but he's he's taking on Haggis Pinball also. Now, if yeah, you notice, talking shit with Dr. John, right? It's literally the acronym for his spooky Haggis <laughs> industry uh, talk Dr. is S H I T. So I think we need to rename that segment to Talking Shit with Dr. John. And uh, I actually, it's pretty funny when you really <laughs> think about pretty it. Pretty witty there. Dr. John. I like it. Nicely done, Dr. John. Uh, But Rick and Morty's are shipping. They're showing up on location. They're going to be showing up, and they have been showing up. I guess now what? Customer homes. Have we seen unboxings of Rick and Morty from a consumer level? From a consumer level, I know that there are a few uh, individuals with some. We haven't seen really pictures of them in the home. I don't know what that's all about, but... Yeah, they are on location. I think one is over on the West Coast. I think AC Gogi's got theirs. East Coast, I think uh, somebody has theirs. I want to play the game, damn it. Mm -hmm. I do too. I've seen it on a stream now. I've seen a couple streams and I'm looking at pictures and I just want to play the game. I am watching, again, I'm on season three now of Rick and Morty for the second time. Going all the way through the shows again, man, and it's, it's it's a pleasure. I'm enjoying it more the second time through because I'm not trying to bring myself up to speed as to what the hell I'm watching. So I need to find a, one of those dragon sluts to put on the top of my game, I think. You could do a lot of different... Uh, well, there's a topper there, but you could decorate around the topper. Yeah. The uh, We talked about voice work in the pin last week, at that, and Dennis did not want us to discuss it because he said there was no other discussion except for Justin Roiland doing any of the voice work in there, so why is this even a topic of conversation? Why are we even bringing it up? And well, 
Interestingly yeah. enough, there is another voice actor that has announced oh, that they will be that. entering yeah. Rick and Morty. Did you want to discuss that a little bit? Yeah, I was watching the Dead Flip stream. Oh, what was that? I think it was last week, and Jack Danger said that uh, he actually is doing a call-out in the game of the Mailman. So during the... Now, I know that um, Players Pinball Podcast, Jeff Parsons, did the voiceover work of... I think it was the narrator in... One of the modes, sorry, audience, I'm blanking on I that. I did not uh, know particular. that. Yes, yes, Jeff Parsons did the, oh, God, what is it? Uh, I don't want to Zach, get how game. do we get into a game just a we little can't. bit? It's not going to happen. Oh, man, if I just had a better voice. You know what it is? Jeez. I need to start working for radio, and I need to start just, like, really concentrating on my radio voice. Well, every time I do that, I get shit on on Pinside. <laughs> you can't fluctuate no. your voice. Now, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we get into it. I know that uh, our buddy Marty Robbins was in the yes. Houdini game. That's right. I know that uh, Greg Bone has recently been reached out to. This has been months back. Really? But, yeah, a developing game and a developing company asked him to be a part of the voiceover. And the, the So some, these podcasts are like yeah. the recruiting grounds for voiceover yeah. efforts, and I am, I'm stuck in, in single A, dude. I'm not going anywhere. But that, <laughs> just that, uh, not getting called up. I'm a little salty about that one because that That's company okay. actually reached out to me, didn't know his contact information said zach uh do, can you give us greg bones contact awesome. information i'm like well okay well i run the street down the middle thing is there anything i could help you with no we need to talk to greg and then greg yep. later greg later told me no they want me to do some voiceover work i'm like them son of a bitch whatever yeah one day one day we'll find a startup company that needs somebody to work for free we'll we're jumping there we'll just create our own damn game and we'll it's do whatever not, voice works it's not the same do. it's not the same because i mean i can create i can create my own podcast and call myself a podcaster i can mm-hmm. create my own pinball machine and call myself a voiceover artist you need to earn it you, uh, you know it. what i did earn I, I did earn myself on a play field uh that nobody knows about but that got cut right before the play field started printing so yeah what i was close i was on close. a play field what pin was that uh, i can't say but i was close <laughs> It was so nice too. It was so good. Are you being Damn, serious or are you I just messing? I swear to you. No, I swear to you. I you got were pictures. on a pinball play field. Yeah, I got pictures. Damn it. I can so see cool. you. Maybe were you like next to uh, Presley on the Beatles, like screaming? Because the, <laughs> was that was that? And Presley being Chris Franchi's daughter, she's on the artwork in Beatles as yep. as an adoring fan. So yeah, now I can see the, you in there. It was, the, it was the girl in front. She replaced me. Whatever. All right. So it's a so you actually had gotten into game. So I'm the odd man out here. No, I didn't get into a game. T- well, you got cut at production. If any close. pinball company would like to use my likeness or my voice, please contact me. Even if it gets <laughs> cut in production, I could at least say that there was considerations the for me to be network. Involved. At so. gmail.com. Yeah, I will did work see, outside of my pinball network did you see, contract. Uh, did you see Stranger Things is shipping as well? The premium. Yes. Yes. You're going to see a lot of those at the Louisville Arcade and Pinball Expo. I will say that. I haven't played the premium yet, man. I still have the pro here. And we need to get you a premium up there to, to stream. Because the thing is this, right? Like, I know I'm going to buy a Stranger Things, and the only reason I haven't bought the pro that's here right now that we've been streaming is because mm-hmm. if that projector is <clears throat> worth it, I'm going to absolutely do the upgrade. And just get to and, and go to the premium. But if the projector, for whatever reason, just doesn't call to me, I, I'm I'll just I am content with the pro, and I'll just see how that game evolves. This this is gonna be a little bit of hashtag shilly nonsense, but it is true. I did tell you uh, off the air that I think the premium LE is kind of the way to go if you do like right. this theme and you like the uh, the layout and the way the the code is developing. It's kind of a game changer that, and not so much the, the projector, honestly. So the projector by itself is pretty cool, but it coupled with that ball lock. Now, 
Honestly, mine does need adjustments. Uh, I've just been too lazy, and it still yeah. functions, so whatever. But, no, just those two things coupled together, as well as, like, the metal apron and the different things. I don't know. I, I still think if I did it all over again, I'd have to at least get a premium LE. That's But that's just me. I Yeah, I think for me, it's going to come down to how the projected images play within the play field. Because honestly, the in the upper left, that physical ball lock where mm-hmm. the three balls can go up on the back panel is a cool feature. But if it the way that they virtually lock now, I'm absolutely fine with. And if I don't have to worry about messing with something that, that left the factory not in sync, mm-hmm. uh, even better. I, I think about like the Wonka Vader, like that lock that's there on uh, the mm. LE model. Now, that was a more substantial looking physical ball lock to me versus just a magnet that puts balls and up on the back panel. And it illuminated the light field better, too. Exactly. Better. It really made a huge difference cosmetically in the pin. So that's where I could justify that physical ball lock over like the magnetic ball lock mm-hmm. on Stranger Things. It's going to come down to how the projected images look. Metal apron, that's great. Yeah. Um, and then also... Have not really. I I don't think anybody has the UV kit yet. I know Penn Stadium released one for like a hundred bucks less that you don't get the apron or plastics with. That, yeah, I heard about that too. It almost seems like you got to install both of them, or you have to buy both because not you have to look. You know what I mean? It's there's like, been a it's lot of Penn Stadium talk, but I will say that I am a huge, huge fan of Penn Stadium lights. But on this one, this particular one, Mr. Cromwell, I'm going to have to go with the UV kit just because you get those extra plastics and you get that extra apron with lights on it. Uh, and it's kind of controlled into the code a little bit. Uh, mm. I, I might even put Penn Stadiums on there for additional illumination like of just the, the GI lighting. But I think I'm going to have to go with the UV kit from Stern on that. I, I have to see both. And it, you know what's fun is either I'm hoping at LAX, which is that Louisville show that we'll be attending. I know that there will be strange. I think you're bringing a couple Stranger Things there, so you'll have projector units. A couple. And We're I, bringing six. Six. And Stern Boom. is, are you going to have the UV uh, kit on there? Uh, absolutely. We'll probably, okay. don't hold me to this, but I think we're going to have the UV kit on each and every one of them. Now, I want to see it. Wow. In the same room and lighting conditions as like a, a Penn Stadium equipped Stranger Things, because I have no problem getting the the Penn Stadium one for a hundred bucks less if it lights up more of the play field or if that effect is is more impactful well, on me. Ken, stay tuned. I like it's like a volleyball. You're just setting me up for the spike. Stay tuned because you may see a different way to approach Stranger Things on display at a show at the Louisville Arcade and Pinball Expo. Flipping out booth. You know, and just to go back to the actual effectiveness of the UV, I I don't care which one is more because that, to my opinion, that is something that you want to have in the game. I want to have the the, whatever kit gives me the best experience of the upside down. And mm-hmm. and that's all I'm looking at. If the Penn Stadium one was four hundred bucks and the Stern was two hundred dollars, but I thought the Penn Stadium one was better, I'd get the I'd, I'd I still agree. get the Penn Stadium. So Ooh, I'm rubbing off on you there, Ken. How about a thousand dollar topper? No, uh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Okay, right. no, not unless I'm catching a UV tan off the topper. It'd be like it'd be playing in my underwear. It'd be like tanning in the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> How about a twelve thousand five hundred dollar Big Lebowski? Those are shipping too. Yeah, that's that's amazing to me. Actually, Big Lebowskis are going out. I don't know that. Did we ever get the update from Dutch Pinball? I think they were talking about doing a live update during production. I don't, I I don't know if that ever them. came out or not. So you're going to buy a Big Lebowski? No, I'm not going to buy a Big Lebowski. This is the thing with Big Lebowski. Uh, I kind of want one. Well, you kind of want one because it's again, it's it's a kind of it's been alluring you. Like you haven't really had one in your possession, yeah, but it's a great the code theme. is still an issue there, right? Like when was the last code update on that game? I don't know. I'm still worried about parts. Uh, 
Sure. I think there's it's a tempting. lot that needs to it be proved. It is tempting. Ultimately, you hope that you get the early achievers that somehow get their games. As Craig Bobby will say, we shall wait and see. There was no waiting and seeing for Pinburg tickets this year, buddy, because my ass was there at 12 o'clock noon, yeah. pressing refresh and trying to get myself a ticket. Ken, these things sold out. I think they upped the game from 1,000 entries to 1,200 this year, and they sold out in mere seconds again, and I missed out this time. This is the thing with Pinburg because I think last year there were some people that were left out, but so many now make a concentrated effort where they get four or five people all logging in at the same yeah. time. And if one person's group in, buy. right, you got a group buy. So you have so many people that are looking for these group buys that it's going to be virtually impossible. I would recommend that they do some type of a lottery system for those Something. that are pre-registered. Because what shocked me, and this is going, we'll go back to the Loser Kid interview with Keith Elwin. They asked, hey, if you didn't get in on time as the defending champion of Pinburg, mm-hmm. and you didn't get your ticket, do you at least get the chance to defend the crown? And he's like, no, man, I got I to do the same thing do you believe that everybody that, else though? does. I absolutely believe that mm. he could walk away that day without a ticket, but okay. I would be stunned if somebody <laughs> wasn't going to be able to offer him the opportunity to come yeah. back to defend. Absolutely. But if you had a lottery system in place, and you see this for like season tickets and concert tickets and whatnot, where you come in and you get assigned a number – months prior and then they do the lottery and they're like all right we're gonna anybody that's in uh number 200 through uh 1400 you guys have first shot at these tickets but you're not sitting there hitting refresh and and let me tell you this there are ways that can get you into these pools or or to to get into these lotteries and refresh quicker than the 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 standard person that's out in front of their computer trying to register and trying to uh to get a ticket so i mean you've got to be computer savvy you need a team of people behind you and then at that point you got to hope that there's not another computer savvy uh person with teams behind them uh, that are competing against you. It's a, it's a it's a mess. I mean, yeah, it's I think fun, it, but it's crazy. I think crazy. it went even it went even quicker this year because everybody picked up on last year's rule that you could buy. I think up to five. So yes, everybody yes. that I spoke with that did get into it, they didn't simply do what I did. Me by my lonesome. Well, that's um, the thing. Like you're by your one. lonesome. What if you are some guy? Say you're coming out of Alaska. You just want to go to Pinburg and compete. You're not really well um, integrated into the pinball scene as far as people that are also going to Pinburg. And you're just trying. My Wi-Fi wires are freezing up. Right. You just can't. You can't do it. A lottery system just seems like. It would be so much more fair and balanced, and you're still going to have people that aren't going to get their tickets. But then you have that wait list that comes into effect, you know, yeah. almost immediately. It, I'm kind of okay most, with it. It's the biggest competition of the year in pinball, and Pinburg competition starts with you competing to get your ticket. Yeah. I mean, I got in last boom. year from doing nothing special, but just being there at the time. I did yes. the same thing this year. I didn't get in. I'm not really that mad. Um, I'm sad. I have no I idea why you were trying to go to Pinburg. I, it still well, blows my mind. I, hey, Actually, I'm on the wait list. I'm on the I wait know. list now. Well, you've got, a, you've got some side action that you might be doing at Pinburg, which I do find interesting. I wanted to do something really fun for, again, the pinball community uh, to follow me through my first ever pinball competition or tournament period. So I'm on the wait list. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I will, uh, I'll get that email that says I'm in. Enough people backed out. Because when people buy these five tickets, they've got to put names down. And they'll put names down, but then later on, somebody's like, oh, well, I got in uh, over here. I did this. So they'll back out. Right. So, and then here's the issue that I do have for anybody listening at uh, at Papa or uh, for those Doug or whoever's running this stuff. The only frustration I had, Ken, is that 
whenever I didn't get in, there is a link that says sign up here uh, for the wait list. Now, I didn't read it carefully. It is my fault, but it says any submissions to this wait list before 1 p.m. will be deleted. The problem that I have was that I initially signed up to the wait list and it sent me confirmation through an email that I was on the wait list. So, hmm. but they were going to delete it and not tell me. So that that was the frustrating part. It's probably like, just for you, man. They don't they don't need you out there poking around in their pinball tournaments. Oh, I know, and I've had so many people reach out to me. Um, it's unfortunate, man, because I wanted to go last year. I just uh, timing I couldn't. So people were like, "Oh, this is the pinball gods from what you pulled last year," and I'm like, "Damn, people!" Like, <laughs> I yeah, well, I wanted to go. I know you wanted to go, but. Oh, well, hopefully I'll get in because I got something special uh, that we can prepare again for the community. But we'll see. They sold out really fast. It sounds like all the big names did end up getting in. So I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. Some, uh, it's going to be fun. Some pinball cribs to film out there in the uh, East Coast area. Well, I could always take the old camera crew out there for pinball cribs. I'm sure they, right. they would uh, dust off their cameras and get back into the studio there but uh, yeah, get we'll a couple more of those episodes up you know what happens to pinball cribs starts trending up damn ken i know this music is going and it sounds really good but i still got i will never get over pinball market friends because because that is a ship my friend that will never sink i'll always have at the bow dennis creasel with his arms wide out and me caressing him from behind saying, I'll never let go of you, Pinball Market Trends, and I'll never let go of you, Dennis Creasel. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> I'm glad you let the listener know. That's Well, I was just thinking how, how this segment <laughs> might be going down. That's right. <laughs> right. Turning out this week is a little old game from Bally back in 1980. It was called Skateball with that weird-looking guy ah. with sunglasses and a mustache. The numbers on this game have been exceedingly increased over the last six months to even a year. Back in the day, you could see Bally Skateball drift into the lower 1,000s, right, for a decent decent uh, condition one, maybe mid-1,000s for a nicer, a nicer one, but no, no, no. If you want a beater now that just still functions properly, you're going to pay $1,800, and that's going to go all the way up. If you want a nice example of a skateball, maybe with a newer play field, or maybe with some new plastics, or maybe a really nice exceptional example of a cabinet, $3,000, Ken Cromwell. How does this pin even get on your radar for market trends for trending up or down? I mean, it's such an, an obscure title that I don't know that I've ever mentioned in my entire life. Well, hey, look, whenever I'm going through my polynomial analyses, uh, ah. some, things, some things pop up, some things don't. They creep down. And one of the things that has been popping up in my observational data is Skateball by Bally back in 1980. That's a the pin algorithms. That, uh, it's a right. beautiful pin. It really is a pretty pin. I like playing it, too. I've played there it on go. a couple I of I don't occasions. know that I've ever played Skateball, so I'm going to have to put that on my list. You know what's crazy? Give me Skateball over Paragon, I think. Oh, now see, Paragon is a game that I've been trying to get for years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Paragons have kind of gotten out of hand as far as requested pricing for Paragons. Not paying $4,000 for Paragon, sorry. Sometimes when I have trouble sleeping, I just fire up the old Paragon and uh, wait for the ball to come back down and hit the flipper. You have Paragon? No, I just use that to uh, make fun of how slow and floaty it is. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I just like the artwork. That's Paul Ferris. Trending down this week is my jokes there. Okay. <clears throat> also trending up this week. Ah, 
Pinball Media's back. Okay, well, I'll give this a training up. If the hey. uh, you know, numbers don't lie, polynomials lie when Dennis is talking about them. But training up this week is Dennis Creasel's new custom game room neon. Did you get 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 Did you get a chance to see this, Cam? That's awful. Yeah, I did. It was great because. Second time's a charm on that sign. That's a big freaking sign. Oh, man. It's a That's beautiful not your typical sign. bar sign, right, that goes in the nope. back. This thing's like six feet long by three <sighs> feet high. It's, it's, it's truly the size of Dennis Creasel, and it is fully neon. It's animated, and it says it says Creasel's Arcade and a cool old retro spaceship going up. And I think it was, who was it that helped him? It was Ryan Clater, I think, that uh, helped with with all of that so yeah with design and whatnot what do you think now as as a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. what do you think the thought process was behind dennis wanting to have not just creasel arcade but the actual rocket ship in animation and oh flow boy. like what, we, what would be some of the behind the scenes thoughts we could uh, really go a lot of him? places there um, <laughs> okay but i won't i won't uh but you know what? Just like that shooting rocket ship, Dennis Creasel's stock is on the rise, and it has been for the last year or so. He is a dynamic character that everybody talks about in pinball podcasting and media now. So when you see Dennis next at a show, and you're only going to see him at one show a year, go up, say hello to him. Um, love that man don't we dennis has universal respect from anybody that i've i've never seen anything bad spoken of dennis creasel he's universally liked oh speaking of universally liked also training up this week is macho pinball yeah oh macho pinball man he's a troll hunting did you hear his last episode he's out there i applaud the troll hunting i applaud for trolls but the problem with that is that's a never-ending, tireless effort that he's undergone. I did message Macho Pinball, and I said, Hey, brother, you got to be a little careful with how you dive into uh, troll hunting because you might get bit, and I've got that's the stars true. on my back to show. So be careful out there, Macho. But trending up is Macho Pinball. Short, sweet, witty, and funny. Trending down this week, unfortunately, is one that I've been trending up lately. It's not holding steady. It's actually trending down now because on the secondary market, we are seeing them hold a little bit and sell lower than they were in previous weeks and that is jersey jack pinball's pirates of the caribbean wow another another pirates appearance particularly the le the limited edition model i've had mine sitting a couple more have been sitting i saw one now sell in the upper 11s which is significantly lower than they have been selling for the last month or two. Everybody just couldn't get their hands on these LEs quick enough, and they were selling, you know, up to thirteen thousand a couple weeks ago. But just looking at the market right now, if you're going to buy a Pirates of the Caribbean, you're spending in the upper 11s, the lower 12s. So we've seen a significant dip uh, in the value on the secondary market, which makes how, me how sad many, because how many are for sale? For sale. Off the top of your head, LEs, Pirates of the Caribbean LEs. Last time I checked, I believe there was five. Okay, so it's such a limited amount. I mean, all it takes is one or two buyers to really turn all that around, too. Oh, my poor pirates, man. Mm. It was deal of the week last week. Yeah, because I, I reduced the price, but that set the tone, I guess, for the entire marketplace. This sucks. Man. Um, uh, you know what? Let's see if we can regain some controls. In this week's The Pinball Show's Pinball Market Trends Deals of the Week, of the Week, of the Week. Bye, bye, bye! I need, like, a little board. You, 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 could, you would benefit 
from a soundboard because there there are those out there that feel that you are your own personal soundboard. I'll take it. One of the deals this week is on Pinside, found outside of Orlando, Florida. I love Mickey Mouse. I love him. Do you like uh, Do you like going to the theme parks there, Kenny? I have not been to Disney World, so. I think I called you out on one of the early. Twip I think it was on Twip. Yeah, not been to Disney. Never, never been to Disney wow. World, and I've never been to Vegas. So those are the two places. Uh, Vegas, you're not missing too much. Yeah. But Disney okay. World, man, that's where it's at. Uh, a guy by the name of Flashburn, Flashburn, outside of Orlando, Florida, is selling a Game of Thrones limited edition. Hashtag loaded. It's got a shaker. It's got mirror blades. It's got the stern animated dragon topper. And if nobody likes that, they're crazy. That topper is awesome. Upgraded speaker, speaker insert, speaker lights, plastic protectors, flipper topper, stern shooter rod, external headphone connector. I'm not big on those, but a lot of people love them. And mm-hmm. other stuff that he's forgetting. It has maybe 100 plays on it. Maybe. So this thing is like Did you. Did you say other stuff that he's forgetting? I love when people put that in the ad. It's got all this and, and some other stuff I'm probably forgetting. I, I've been guilty of that. I love uh, it. <laughs> now, it does have the one caveat here is it does have a bump on the decal back left cabinet. And some of you can see past that. I can see past that, especially if you contact Stern, see if they have an extra decal they can print just for insurance purposes. But overall, this game is loaded. It's damn near brand new. The price of it is $6,800. Ladies and gentlemen, to Hmm. me, that's a buy, buy, buy! Buy, buy, buy! Deal of the week. Yeah, you take 6800 you talk them down to 6600 6550 You reduce the price of that animated dragon topper, which is 400 on the secondary market. Then you have the upgraded speakers. Look, you're good. You're good. You're going to be all said and done after all those mods are taken off. You're like an upper $5,000 Game of Thrones LE that's essentially brand new. The game itself is beautiful. There's a hell of a lot of game there. For the price, so talk them down a little bit. But Flashburn, outside of Orlando, Florida, has this week's deal of the week. Another deal of the week is a Last Action Hero. Now, do you like the old Daddy's Last Action Hero? I I don't mind it. I don't care for it. Uh, the one that I did like and I appreciated the most was the one that Carrie Hardy had brought to mm. Texas Pinball Festival last year. That made me really like Last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah, I'm in full agreement there. That was a pretty one. This one is outside of Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, by uh, the, the pin side user is garbage men but it's g-r-b-g-e-m-e-n he does donate to pin side so thank you for that uh, but no this is a last action hero and it actually has the accessory pin sound board in it nice. those things aren't cheap Cromwell. i'm a huge pin sound supporter and i try to put them in every game that it'll that they'll be accepted on they're kind of a pain in the ass to install though aren't they no, not at all. Bye, bye, bye! I thought they were. That's why I've nope. kind of stayed away Cust- from Custom it. music mixes. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, there's a full full teardown that he's done with all new parts, lots of parts, uh, lane guides, pop bumpers, drop targets, NOS plastic set, you name it, plus this pin sound. Overall, the play field is in good shape. The cabinet is in great shape. Um, he's had some powder coating on it that I'm not crazy about on the legs, but the cabinet itself looks pretty what, what color is the powder coating? Uh, it's all black, but then the legs are red. 
Okay. And the, that just the legs doesn't don't make sense to me. Yeah, that has to match everything else. Yeah, so I don't know about that. But hey, for a nice condition last action hero for twenty five hundred dollars with a pin sound because the pin sounds what three four hundred bucks alone. Absolutely, that's a really good deal. And you know what? Maybe ask him if he wants to keep those powder coated legs and take another hundred bucks off and throw some <laughs> some stock legs on there. Bye bye bye. Yeah, that's a little modified deal of the week. Bye bye. That's right. Use it if you want to. It feels good. Say it out loud in your car right now. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Mm. Ah. Do you ever say that in the shower or anything? I've not said it in the shower. No, 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 no. I've been told that that should not be said ever, so I don't don't speak of it. Really? Who said that? Yeah, pin side. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it is what it is. Listen to them and you'll end up with just a Metallica pinball machine. And if you want to save some money, make sure to take part in those deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, That's right. Well, we're going to say bye, bye, bye here because that was your Pinball Show's Pinball Market Trends. Trademark. Copyright. TM. Segment. When are we going to get the uh, the Market Trends decoder, decoder device? Can you do a Market Trends decoder advice where people have to actually use their decoder device to find the deal of the week? That'd be oh, fun. man, people love that, wouldn't they? Macho's got the decoder device going. So, have you, have you decrypted any of those messages? I got to say no. I, I haven't. haven't either, no. it's, but it's so fun and genius that he's got that going. I just I have not taken that extra step, but kudos to him for excellent marketing. I think it's really fun. Really Me too. cool, but Me too. we already know who you are, Macho. Macho. Secret safe with us, though. Ken, I know you're tired, I know you're not feeling well, but before we shut this thing down here at the Pinball Show, can we give the listeners maybe uh, a new segment? Yeah, we have not really had a lot of segments, and I think people are used to segments and shows <laughs> in which you are affiliated with, so it's only natural to have a new segment, because I don't know what you carried over from your last show. I know all those segments were, were yours, mm-hmm. uh, but we really haven't been in the segment jukebox that I no, expected. You know what? So. I'll let Jeff Patterson, he, he kept the confessions, because I cut that midway through that, through that show. Oh, that's right. Anyway. I do remember that, Confessions. He was big on the whole confessions thing. So I, I really liked confessions. That was fun. So this is a segment that I want to show a little bit of humility. Right? Just like a Jeff Patterson's uh, confession segment, we were talking about that. I want to show a little bit of humility. There are times where I have takes or reads or rev- initial reviews, and I'm just downright wrong. I fail in the biggest way. And uh, I thought we could showcase that here, whether it's me one week or you one week, both of us, maybe Creasel, if yeah. he's ever wrong about anything, God forbid. See, and- no, I was going to say, this shows a nice, gentler, softer side of, of a Zach Many, who is creating a segment discussing on how he mm. has been wrong. Yeah, it's almost Impressive. like the segment's been created before by Dwight Sullivan. But no, this is a little different. <laughs> this is actual Dwight. truthful things that I have been wrong about in a segment we're going to call the Pinball Show's Eating Crow. You got to put a bird sound in there somewhere. There you go. We were on the same page. You went from a crow to a baby. Last week it was a whale. That's actually creepy, man. Hey, yeah, hey I, seriously, that sounds like a baby. Does it really? Yeah, it really did sound like a baby. Is it supposed to be a baby, right? Eating babies. No. (laughs) (laughs) The new segment called Eat Your Young. 
eat your children. That's what some right. people think I'm going to like steal their children or something. No, this Baby is called... Baby eating, only on CPN. <laughs> That's right. This is called Eating Crow, in which case I or you or uh, both of us or the co-host is going to tell about what we got wrong. Actually, well, this, this first time is going to be easy for me because we discussed this a little bit earlier on in the show. Mm-hmm. And without knowing you were going to go this way with this segment, I had that exact feeling and it is in regards to Dutch Pinball. Now when Dutch oh. Pinball had gone through litigation and they were getting uh you know they were in litigation with ARA and ARA was holding all their pinball machines in mm-hmm. custody. I remember on uh, Special and Lit at the time with my co-host Bill Webb, I had said to him that I believe that they will never make another pinball machine ever again. Oh. And that they were dead. Now, I didn't say it as fact. I said I, I would believe that it will never happen. Mm-hmm. And I would be shocked. Uh, and I didn't think I'd be shocked if they made five or ten. I was going to be shocked if they made one more game. <laughs> and they've made at least one more game. So for that, oh. I got to give them credit. Like, I eat crow. Now, do mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that everybody's out of the woods and everything's hunky-dory over there? No. But do I have a no, personal no, no, vendetta no, no. You, you can't to back jump it. on no. top of the... No, no, no. Like, I, I, I've, I did also say that I want to see the company at least make good on their promises. And okay. at least it seems that there's a concentrated effort to try to do so. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have to eat crow, eat crow by saying that they will never make, in my opinion, mm. another game, and this is the end of it. So they've they've yeah. proven me wrong, and I'm eating some crow. You know and- what? You're eating one crow, not a whole mm-hmm. murder. That's not murder worthy of right. crows. It's not a flock. Yeah, I'm eating. I'm eating a single crow. Why? Why do they call it murder? A murder of crows. That's the uh, that's the flock uh, go to there on crows. Do you know that? A murder of crow. I've never even heard that expression. You've never heard of that. Yeah, like, it right a, like a like um, a number of crows is a murder. Yeah, a murder of crows. Yep. I you think sure that's so. not a herd of crows? I'm sure a somebody herder. somebody will fact check me. Dennis, is it okay. a murder? Yeah. I've never heard it. I've never been like, yeah, I'm gonna go out and uh, pick up a murder of bottled water. Like, like murder is that supposed to be like multiples? Yes. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm telling huh. you. Interesting. Learn something new every day. I'm not sure I learned anything. My submission for Eating Crow this week. Oh, man. You know what? Let's do something a little different here. I'm actually, listeners, going to sit down with you and write a little letter. And this letter is going to be marked, Dear Mr. Gomez and Mr. Kleiss. I'm writing because I'm ill. And the only cure is eating some crow. Ugh. I'll take more crow medium well with a side of chimichangas because upon release of Deadpool, I was a little rough on the layout and the rules, as many of you know. Yes, you were. I prematurely pontificated all over my early run Deadpool Pro. Clean up, aisle nine. So I'm writing Mr. Gomez, Mr. Kleiss, to tell you that I'm stupid. You're smart. I'm wrong. You're right. You're the best. I'm the worst. You're you're very good looking. I'm not very attractive. Happy Gilmore. The point of this is Deadpool, especially the premium LE model, is not only a great game, but it's one of the best of our time. The premium that we just received is actually the opposite of clunky. It's rather flowy. It's as flowy as a pinball machine can be. It's beautiful. It sounds great. The code offers uh, like um, a Cheesecake Factory-esque variety. Please, just let this service proof 
Did I jump the gun on this title? And are you still uh, my homie, Gomi? Question mark. Warm regards, Zach. I always liked Deadpool, and you ruined I me know. straight down the middle with Greg Bone. Man. Made fun of me for liking Deadpool. I did. I actually did. True story. And I'm eating a murder of crows. Well done. Well done. And I appreciate your honesty. I was wrong, man. I was so wrong, Ken, on that game. And this game can be bought at flippinoutpinball.com right now. Oh, you buy your premium no. alley or get your... <laughs> no. You're no. shilling. Oh, wow. Deadpool. That's, you know what? That's probably what I will hear. Absolutely, you're gonna hear yeah, it on man. this man. Like Look, that's that whole thing is thing. that was an advertisement for stock that you have uh, sitting in the queue. I at can't win, Cromwell. No, you're Look, fucked, man. You can't do it. You can't do it. Zach, you made me want to buy one, and and I was like, what? man, do they still make those? <laughs> I think they do. Where can I get one? I know a distributor who's what? Zach flipping out. I'm gonna say right now, audience. That's awesome. Call your call your favorite distributor. <laughs> yeah, you, right. you get this game. You don't have to call flipping out. Look, unless you want it fast, unless you want the best customer support in the industry, that's fine. But just call your distributor. I'm not shilling anything, damn it. No, I, I, I'll say I know for a fact that you don't shill games because you, like, you do speak honestly about the games. If you really listen to all these episodes, there's no advertising for flipping out. There's the occasional mention. So the even end, if this was, even if this was an advertisement for flipping out pinball, you are speaking the truth on the game in which you were um, wrong talking about. about. But and I was gonna bust some balls though because uh, I do remember taking some heat from you guys at the time when I really liked uh, Deadpool and I still love Deadpool. That's one of those games. Deadpool is like a top five, top six pin for me, like of all time. And at this point, is, if somebody uh, argued that, I can't argue against it. Objective, yeah. I just can't. It's it is really good. And I don't even care for the theme. That's the other thing, Zach. I don't know. Really? Deadpool is a theme for me. Like, I could not care less if it's if, a cool theme. I'm not like a okay. huge fan of comic no. books, but it's a cool theme. I'm not really even big into like the uh, 16-bit kind of fighting style on the LCD. I think that was smart. I, I like the music, me, all the original music. Leave it. I love the animations. I just don't care for it. Like, it didn't call me in because of the fighting style on the LCD. You know um, what Deadpool did for me, Ken? It made me appreciate, because I give Gomez sometimes his layouts and his uh, geometry and the materials he uses, angles mm-hmm. and everything else. I give him a little bit of a hard time, but I am now growing to appreciate a George Gomez more um, with this, uh, with me playing more Deadpool Premium. And it's because he has the experience to know the, um, and listeners are probably going to think I'm nuts, but I'm telling you, like he knows speed velocity and angles where oh sure he does yeah like he can get away with some bends and he can get away with speed and direction changes that just other designers wouldn't be able to do so it may feel different but when he gets it right like he did on deadpool like it's hard to compete against that you almost knows what he's doing you almost give him a little bit more leniency because he does push the envelope on mm-hmm. his playfield designs, whereas it might not be in its entirety the most flowy game ever. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that the effort was there and that it performs well enough for you to get a positive vibe. Like for instance, on Deadpool, there are shots in there that you think shouldn't work and they do. And then there's that one shot in there that I just don't know that should ever be in the game. It's that little inner tiny. Uh, little I, I, I still hate that one. I, I don't, don't like, like it. that. But no, you know what? It, it doesn't. Been done. 
right. It doesn't ruin the game for me. It's just an yeah. extra shot in there and whatever. But the the whole package on Deadpool. No, but you're right. Like is, even the orbits and and the uh, the fly around ramps. If another designer did those, it could have been Airball City. It could have been an uncontrolled mess. But he finds a way. He finds a way to make it fast and flowy. So um, I I'm love the premium the, LE or the because the you get him. Your your left orbit feeds to to the flipper. It comes all the oh, way through feels so versus good. getting hung in the pops. When you start, um, was it disco loops, and mm-hmm. you start ripping that left spinner consecutively, and it's the left spinner feeds to the right flipper, and you keep hitting it four or With five the times. Disco man, ball going everywhere. It's awesome, man. The, the music is, is killer on that game. Light show. Um, it's it's man. a full code now, and it's got so much variety. There's that game from every manufacturer that's like incredible to me. Like Deadpool at Stern. For, for me, uh, I love Willy Wonka. Over over at JJP. I'm hoping that Rick and Morty is that game for me. It's spooky because I've never owned a spooky pinball machine. I had the TNA Whitewood here that Scott Denise lent us uh, for mm-hmm. a few months, and I had a great time on TNA. And, uh, you know, CGC, you kind of know what to expect from the remakes because you've played those games before, before they were remade. And American Pinball, I'm still waiting for that, that one game from them where it's like, I'm like, boom, maybe it's the next one. It wasn't Oktoberfest as fun as I thought it was, and it wasn't Houdini as... As fun as I thought Houdini that game could have been. Me. Houdini was for you? So, yeah, okay. We need to get you a Houdini. Uh, you know, I so a buddy of mine down the street has a Houdini. And uh, go back to Keith Owen, like you should be mad at yourself for missing the easy shots and, and feel mm-hmm. great when you hit the hard shots. Like Houdini, it's almost every shot I make, I feel like I just won a million bucks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I got through there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the pinball show's eating babe or crows. Eating crows. <laughs> I was going to say, before we shut this one down, and it's been a fun episode three, I'm already looking forward to episode four. Mm. Uh, as you know, Dennis Creasel wasn't here, but he'll be back with us next week. So for those of you that are waiting for uh, some sensibility and some fair and balance to be brought to the show, that'll be brought to you next week with Dennis from Eclectic A little, uh, little Kenny and Danny, right? Hey. Oh. Look at that. Just, eh, neither, none of you guys are going to like that one. That's a t-shirt. So I'll keep it. I did want to ask people that have that have game rooms and you're collecting maybe their pinball machines maybe you've got some other stuff in the game room if you get a chance please email us at the pinball network at gmail.com and just in the subject line put in game room i am looking to add a couple different machines that are not pinball related to my game room something that Ooh. maybe is outside of the box thinking like right now i'm, I'm looking at like one of the uh, brand new big bucks that are coming out from raw thrills Ooh, they have brand cool. new home edition yeah, like kind of a gun game, something that's going to appeal to more people that are coming in, including You've had myself. a golden tea. A lot of people like golden tea. I love golden tea. So golden tea was one that was added. I'm looking for a big buck. I am also, I've been looking at ski balls and crane, like claw oh, machines. I've had a pair of have, ski balls, the old school good ones. Yeah. So did you like it? I mean, was I it? Really I mean, you don't liked have it now. Them. I really liked them. They took up a lot of space and right. we were uh, getting ready to move, but I would have a set of... Uh, Ski ball machines, or oh my gosh, remember the the first Cribs episode where Chris Haper had that that, that bowler, bowler? nineteen sixty bowlerama. Yes. Like yeah. I'm trying to get that from him. I want to buy that and put it in my game room because that it was just so classy and beautiful. So I, I thought somebody told me that he was selling that. Well, yeah, we're in discussion. You, okay, so you might want to. I was going to say you might want to reach out to him, but I'm just looking for things maybe that I don't even know that are out there that are fun. Now I That's don't need a good anything. Idea. Not going to make a whole segment out of this, but if there's something that's interesting, I think it, it's only fun to bring it to everybody's attention because yeah. this is what happens, Zach. Like I have, I've got my pinball friends, and I've got like my regular friends, 
that aren't that none of them are into pinball. So when so they come over here, by proxy I gotta, irregular friends, I guess. Right. Well, it depends on how you look at it, and depends on how Whatever. I'm feeling it at any given day. Because Keep going. I think I'm the crazy person sometimes. But they come over, and I'm proud because I've got you know a lineup of four or five games, and they're all working condition, and they all look nice. And it just doesn't really calm in. They'll walk over to a golden tee or they'll walk over to like a multi-cade machine. And that's what kind of is in it for them. But I want social games in in my game room. Pinball is very social for me. Skee-ball can be social. Golden tee is huge. Mm-hmm. Getting a golden tee can be played by anybody. And, and it just brings people in. And you can play four players or online, this, that, or the other thing. So if you have something that's outside of the norm or something that you would recommend – Write us or email us again, uh, the pinball network at gmail.com. Put game room in the uh, in the subject line and just throw a recommendation. I would love to hear from you because yeah. again, I'm just looking to add a couple other things to kind of. Hey, Ken, maybe I'll up. come over and show you my flying Dutchman. <laughs> the flying Dutchman would not even fit in this uh, studio. <laughs> that flying Dutchman was it was one of the biggest redemption machines I'd ever seen. <laughs> In my entire life. So. Yeah, so email in. I'd like to hear what you guys, what else, as long as it's not a virtual pin. No, again, Come this on. is not pinball stuff. Not pinball related. Well, just something is that. different. Uh, I, and even some redemption games can be fun. I want to be able to have a couple uh, beers or a couple beverages with my buds and be able to burn 30 minutes on, Ooh, on a game. What about slot machine? Fun. I got a slot machine. That's nah, cool. slots, I don't, that's boring. What am I going to do? The, the whole thrill for a slot uh, machine make is, is money the off your friends. No, my, my friends are going to put money in slots, and then I'm running illegal gambling out of St. Charles. It's frowned upon. Somebody hits a progressive here. What am I? What are they walking out with? $24? Like, it just uh, doesn't even make any sense. I've had slots, and those Japanese skill stop machines, the uh, Pachilsos, uh, I'm going to take Pachinkos? a pass on that. No, Pachinko's different than the Pachilso. Oh. Pachinko's a, a bunch of little balls that go around the pegs, and they fall into the slots. Whereas Dennis Creasel needs a Pachilso every once in a while. Jeez, man. P- Pachil out. Yeah, I want a crane machine. I want a crane machine. That's yes. what I want. And I want to do different, like when I have a kid's party, like for my daughter, her five, she just turned five, right? So mm-hmm. it'd be fun to just have it set to easy and throw 50 or 60 plush toys in there and have those kids each get a turn on free That's play until really they pull the toy idea. out. That would be so awesome. And then when my buddies are over, I can stock it with airport bottles of... That's, like, that's an even alcohol. better idea. Um, you know what I mean? Maybe Fireball or something and see and how that bags, works out. Dime bags since it's... Uh, no, what is it with the dime bags? I don't know. It's legal there in Illinois now, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, it is legal. <laughs> I don't have, I have nothing to say about that. I have not go gone to Go your wife and go for bricks of weed in your crane machine? <laughs> <laughs> I just have it all thrown out over there. You know what? A lot more people will be coming over for pinball night yeah. if that were the case. Bill, sure. I don't know how you're going to smoke that without the papers. you got to oh, get those two down in there. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not a marijuana smoker, but I don't, con, I don't condone or, or I'm not against anybody though. that is. You got a, t- that's not t-shirt. marijuana on the T-shirt. That's, that's beer hops. The guy's holding beer hops. It's a beer T-shirt. There's no beer T-shirt with the, the guy holding buds. It's you know regular I mean? to the, the uh, flipping out stream know exactly what we're talking about. Ken wears a No, no, a no. That, it's like, it's not weed. I have, a pro- I have no problem with people that smoke weed. <laughs> and I have no problem with people that don't smoke weed. It, it's like a non-event for me either way. So whatever. Public, public disclaimer here. Explain yourself. <laughs> no, because you know what's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. Like, I've learned that I can paint myself in, in, into a corner 
where I'm going to get like those. Well, he well, no wonder he's such a tight ass. No wonder he doesn't want to say anything to anybody because he, he doesn't know how to relax it. It's not about that at all. Believe me, I've had good times in the past. Okay? Oh, man. Uh, it's just good. right now in my life at 44 years old, I don't need anything that's going to make me more tired or, or make me eat more food. It's Next the time last I'm show, thing they're be like, oh, Willie Nelson over here, Zach. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Exactly. Jeez. Where can these people find us, Ken? I don't know. If they want to find us, you can go ahead and you can go on Facebook. The Pinball Network is there. You can find us, uh, as I said, with the Gmail account, thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. We also have Instagram. We have a website. Now, contrary to popular belief, we do have a site that we own, and it's Ooh. called thepinballnetwork.net. Now, how cool is that? Oh, I see what this you being did there. a net, network, network. Nice. the .net only makes sense. Arguably, it's better than the .com. If you go to the pinballnetwork.com, you will not reach us. You will reach somebody that's pretending to be the pinball network. But if you want to reach us at the pinballnetwork.net, all of the episodes and everything are archived there, and we're going to end up building that site. But where can people reach you other than the pinball network? And I heard somebody here says swag. You guys got some hotness over here in St. Charles. <laughs> And with that, we're going to close out the episode. Thank you for joining in. Holy oh, cow. You can catch me at the Pinball Network. Is that the St. Charles it's, Weed guy? That, I is think that it what is. Doing there? I think, right. yeah. He, he drives a uh, Ford Taurus and he hangs out at the 7-Eleven there. Is it not days. legal in Indiana or no? No, it's not legal in Indiana. You can catch me at uh, the Straight Down the Middle video series on YouTube about pinball. Uh, you can email us there at sdtmpinball at gmail.com. Give Greg Bone a holla. We're going to be at the Louisville show in March, March I cannot wait for that. 8th. Yeah, that's going to be a good showing. It's our biggest booth ever that we've that we're going to set up for flipping out pinball. Uh, so be gentle. Hey, will you have up, a Deadpool there by any chance? Uh, I believe we will have a Deadpool premium. Hey, there yeah. we go. Maybe good. even a pro as well. We're going to try to really showcase what we're going to do to support the Louisville show since that's kind of our, our hometown area there. Um, we're also going to go to the Texas Pinball Festival. We'll have a small booth there, so say hello. And for all of you who voted for us on the Twippies, whether it's straight down the middle, This Week in Pinball Podcast, or the Flipping Out Pinball Stream, thank you again. And when you are ready to buy your first, fifth, 25th pinball machine if you want to be taken care of to the most exceptional degree please give us a shot over at flipping out pinball you can reach me or my wife nicole at flippingoutpinball.com or zach z-a-c-h at flip the letter in out pinball.com for email or call me call me right now if you want to hell it's monday or tuesday call me see what we've got for show specials at louisville see what it's going to take to get you a pinball machine over to your house free shipping on all sterns 812-457-9711 and that is a plug and i'm okay with it because uh if i sucked at uh, distributing pinball machines then y'all could be mad otherwise enjoy Support those distributors, because if they're not selling pinball machines, there's no pinball machines to be played. Oh, so true there, Grommy. So Think true. Think about it. And also, listeners, coming up this week on the Pinball Network, we're going to have, hopefully, Pinball Supernova having some videos. We've also been in discussion with a couple other content providers for video series on YouTube. So go follow us now at the Pinball Network on YouTube. We have another final round pinball podcast with Teolis and Marty. Right, every other week. I'm looking forward to that. You'll have your midweek episode with myself and another co-host, and hopefully, fingers crossed, an off-the-record pinball podcast where you, the listener, sign up to submit your own podcast for everybody's listening 
pleasure. Do it. Why not? All it takes is a mic. Do it. I think Orby comes back this week, too, I think, with uh, episode number two. Orby had some Orby nice download action. numbers. I'm interested to see how his whole podcast plays out. Uh, Crystal, thanks for Crystal Gemnick had her the plum her debut oh, on the network this week. What a nice and start! Yeah, it was a nice intro. So I like where she's taking the the direction of that podcast. If you don't know what it is or haven't listened, go ahead and jump on that. When are we going to hear back from uh, Josh Jacobs with Silverball Stories? Ooh, I'm looking forward to his next story, his illustrated story. That's going to come out. I think we still have two more weeks. He's a once a month. Uh, storyteller. As long as you're following the Pinball Network, you're going to get updates every single day on your podcatcher. And for right now, the content's rolling in. We'll have something more permanent up as far as a calendar or like a, a preview guide, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you'll know when to expect your favorite shows and at what time. Uh, but for the, the first few weeks here, yeah. yeah, exactly. We're just kind of getting everything underway and I'm, rolling Ken, out, so. I'm so proud of what we've been able to establish, all of these content providers sure. and the teamwork working together. We've really started off with a bang. I hope you guys like these episodes on the, on the Pinball Show as well as Midweek, but we've really done well with it. And uh, a lot of people are listening to things that maybe they wouldn't have heard before. So it, uh, it warms my heart for you all to be listening. I, that was Thank you. a big reason for the network, the way that we rolled everything out on one feed, was because I have seen that comment come up um, on social media. And that is, if it wasn't for this, I, w- I would not have thought to listen to this podcast. And it's because Absolutely. we're all sharing the same feed. So at the very least, it exposes you to something that you may not have searched for anyways. So with that, we'll close out episode number three. We're going to catch you again in a couple days on the Midweek Show. But for Zach Many, I'm Ken Cromwell. And always practice safe pinball. And I'm the king I wish for thinking. Ah. And don't forget to take some time out of your day and play some pinball. So long, everybody. Next time you do a segment like this, maybe you could let me know in advance something that's going to be uh, because now whatever you say is going to look so much more thought out than me coming up with what I said please don't piss yourself I love it I love it man that sounds like you pulled it off of a soundboard man that's seriously that's pretty good I mean it's going to annoy the hell out of most people that you did it that's right but it does sound like a baby so I'll give you that I should have said eating goats.